Hey guys. Okay, I would say it's good morning, but it's actually nap time. Um, but I am recording this podcast on a Monday, and it seems like every Monday that's when I'm doing these recordings, but it's actually pretty crazy. I wasn't really planning on this one. I actually haven't planned on any of them. It's just like something that's on my heart. That's what I'm going to share. Um, and what I want to talk about today, and it's from a note that I found yesterday when I was cleaning out some Christmas stuff of my real dad. Um, and it was a random note that I did not even know that was there. And I had thought about before, when's a good time to start sharing my story about my past, my testimony, my personal story? When am I going to share that? And, you know, I didn't think it was going to be this soon into the podcast, but, you know, when after I found that note, I was like, yep, this is, it's time. Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody's going through some things. And, um, you know, I hear all the time, you are so strong. I don't know how you do it. Like you um, always have a smile on your face. You um, are an inspiration. You know, I hear all these amazing things that people will tell me and I just smile and I take the compliment. Um, and But what people don't understand is the, the stuff that I've been through in my life that has made me and molded me into the person that I am today. And it has not been pretty. Okay. It just has not been pretty. Um, I'm briefly going to just kind of go through kind of a timeline of what my life has been like. And we could literally be on this podcast for two hours if I told you like every detail, (laughs) but I'm just going to kind of hit the high points. Um, And so you'll know what makes, you know what I mean? When you look back at your past, you're going to know, oh, I went through that so I could fight this, if that makes sense. And um, I'll just go ahead and start out at one of the biggest things that happened in my life. It happened early on in when I was almost six years old, and that's when I lost my mom in a car accident. Um, she dropped me off from school. She dropped my brother off um, at daycare a mile down the road. She was hit by an 18-wheeler on a foggy morning. Um, that literally shook our family to the core. Anybody who knew my mom, they remember still 26 years later to this day, they remember where they were. They remember how they felt. They knew exactly that moment and they they'll never forget that moment and that's because she made such a huge impact in the lives of anybody who knew her and that's just a huge legacy that she leaves behind that I'm super super proud of and um but I lost my mom at an early age I lived with my mom and my stepdad and my half brother who was 18 months old at the time and I'm just telling you, like, I had a really, really, really amazing life. Like, she was literally the best mother ever. I had the best stepdad. My, me and my brother were super close. Um, and so, when she passed away, it literally, it, it, it destroyed everybody. Everybody. Um, also, when she went, when passed away, you know, me and my dad, my real dad, didn't have a great relationship. He would sometimes show up every other weekend, sometimes not. Um, but when she passed away, I mean, he automatically got me. He automatically got full custody of me, and we, you know, he would try to make that work. Um, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of that, but it did not work. He ended up dropping me off at my grandparents' house, who is my mom's parents, um, for them to raise me. And so that's what happened. They got full custody of me and they had, they raised me. Um, You know, I lived in a childhood. They literally gave me the best life possible, first of all. I mean, the best life that you could possibly give a child that just lost, a small child that just lost her mom, her dad, real dad's not in the picture. Um, 
they gave me literally the best life possible. Every Tuesday, I went to a counseling, like an arts and craft type counseling, um, my whole time growing up. Um, I remember going to that class every Tuesday for as long as I can remember. And that's just to help work through the feelings that I was having with my mom. Literally, I had the best life ever. But, you know, still as a child, you felt that confusion. Uh, I always knew something was missing. I always was a little jealous of the other kids on parent day or like the homeroom moms or you know I was always a little bit jealous of those children that were blessed with both parents both parents and I always hurt from it but my grandparents still gave me the the best life and I really I really can't even explain to you how amazing of a life that I have had um but you know we went to court 12 different times my dad would try to get full custody of me my grandparents would try um my mom I mean left um like a social security check for me to live off of and sometimes my dad would get wind of that and want that and sometimes my grandparent and they would have to fight for it they were trying to save it somebody was trying to spend it like it was literally chaos all of the time all of the time and it's like I came accustomed to chaos <laughs> so which is kind of good cuz I do have a lot of chaos in my life so I've become to like you know find all this comfort in chaos and so my grandparents they ended up um when I was 15 years old they got a divorce there was a lot of things going on between them um you know and I can't help but blame myself was it my fault you know that's the kind of things I was feeling as a 15 year old 16 year old like did they get a divorce because of me because of so much stress of losing my mom and raising me and I mean you know you just you blame yourself for everything and um, you learn eventually it's not your fault. Like you can't take that, that you can't, you can't take that with you. Um, but during this time, I also was getting very, very big into sports that ended up being the perfect outlet for me. Um, because I would, I got to, for an hour, two hour, three hours, forget what was going on at home. And I used sports as my outlet and I ended up, you know, getting very, very good at sports. Um, I had a high school coach, and I mean, she did not take it easy on me. If y'all know who I'm talking about, you know Coach Mays does not take it easy on you. But she literally toughened me up. She toughened me to my core. She taught me that if I wanted anything in life, I was going to have to do it myself. If I wanted to go to college, I had to do it myself. Um, I was going to have to pay for it myself. That means scholarship. That means I work hard for it. Um, she literally toughened me up and she did everything she could. And I played at the next level. And that was the perfect timing probably because there was a lot going on with my family. And there was a lot going on between my grandparents. And they had just got a divorce and trying to sell our my house I grew up in. Like it was just a lot of stuff. So um, I went off and I played volleyball. Of course, I went through my wild time, and when I came home from college, was still going through my wild time. If you're listening to this podcast right now, and you used to party with me back in the day, or knew me during that time, you're probably laughing right now, because you're like, yes, you did. <laughs> and then, it's kind of funny, because people who didn't know me at that time, they're like, I could not see you partying, but let me just tell you, it was a crazy time in my life. It is something that I thank God every single day for bringing me through safely, like, ugh, I just look back and I'm like, Jessica, you're such an idiot. But thankfully, I didn't ever do drugs or anything like that. I would just party, drink, all that good stuff. Went to jail a couple of times. Thank the good Lord above 
for that because I realized that is not the type of life that I want to live. So sometimes in your past, you do learn that is not for me. And I just thank the good Lord above every single day for bringing me through my crazy times and protecting me through them. Um, but during one of those crazy hard times, I actually got in a relationship that did not serve me at all. I ignored all the red flags that you hear about. Um, it went from little bitty minor stuff to major stuff to a lot of mental stuff to physical. And finally I was, I felt like I was trapped. I couldn't get out of it. Um, except one day I tried to leave and I came back three hours later and I had found where he had committed suicide. That was probably rock bottom in my life. I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about it, but if you knew me during that time, you knew that that was literally rock bottom in my life. And because of that relationship and the controlling factors that it had over me, I felt like it was my fault for a for a couple of weeks. I was in a very, very dark place, um, you know, because... I left. Like, that was the reason. And you can't help but carry that with you. You know, now with a lot of life coaching and counseling and therapy, we all know that was not my fault. That was not my fault. That's a choice that he he made. Um, but it was a very dark time. Um, but sometimes when you go through your darkest times, keep going because I promise you what come out of that and what happened three months after that, um, it was, it was life-changing for me. Um, during that time, I was also in dental hygiene school. I woke up one day, and after I had literally let myself go for weeks, and I had, I was at the, almost at the end of dental hygiene, like getting my dental hygiene license, and I was about to throw it all away for this little self-pity party that I was in. I decided one day to get up, stop, that's enough, get it together, and um, that I remember actually that time because I actually shocked myself like you know but it was because of the, some of the things I had went through in my past that I had overcome and overcome and overcome that during that moment when I was kind of giving myself that hard self-talk that I knew you can do this look at all the crap you've done been through get your tail up quit being upset about this quit blaming yourself finish dental hygiene school and and you have, like, whatever happened to your dreams and ambitions and goals that you had for yourself, find those again. Um, it was, I, I'm just telling y'all, during that time, um, I completely did a 360. I, that's also when, unexpectedly, we both weren't really looking for each other, but that's also when I met Kyle Davenport, who is my husband. And y'all hear so much about him, but um, that was also the time that, me and him got together, and it was about three months after that. I ended up getting my dental hygiene license. We ended up getting together. And then probably six months later, we find out we're pregnant with Cruz. Okay, I was 25 years old. I remember taking the pregnancy test, and I remember being scared to death. Like, I don't know if y'all were scared, if you're a mom and you have kids. But Cruz and Paisley were my surprises. A lot of people don't know that, but they were. I mean... Um, I never really planned to have kids, but God has different plans for us. Like, we can plan all day long, but His plan for us is going to happen. Like, that's just what's going to happen. And um, I remember when I found out I was pregnant with Cruz, I remember, I remember being so scared. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can barely take care of myself. How am I going to take care 
of a newborn baby. And I remember somebody telling me, um, hey, you being scared is the number one good sign that you're going to be a good parent because you're worried about being a good parent. And I'm like, well, that makes me feel better. So um, anyways, we, Cruz was born on um, uh, July 16th, um, 2013. Um, and I will get into his birth a little bit because <laughs> a lot of people just don't know. I had the perfect pregnancy. I'm talking perfect pregnancy. Never got sick. I ate anything I wanted. Um, but now y'all, y'all know Chris and Paisley's story, but there's some things looking back that could have been a part of this SIOD process. We just didn't know about because, um, we went to try to get 40 ultrasound pictures. It was my fifth time going. He would never show his face, but thankfully they kept letting me come back. And that was my saving grace because, um, on the fifth time, um, the lady, she looked and she saw my fluid was a little bit low, but also that his heart looked enlarged and there was something going on. Come to find out the cord was wrapped around his neck four times. Um, after she had checked me out, she didn't tell me any of, the, any of that, but she called my doctor immediately and said, hey, you need to check Jessica out. She needs to be monitored. I went in, I got monitored. His heart rate was going up and down and up and down and would never stay up. It was just constantly going down. They ended up calling Kyle in from work um, because, you know, I had no complications with my pregnancy. I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm fine. Like, it's not a big deal. But at that point, we knew something was going on. Called Kyle in. Um, he literally, when he walked in the room, Cruz flatlined on the monitor. He flatlined on the monitor. His heart rate never came up. I remember. <laughs> and I'm probably going to cry talking about it. Because it's just. That was a moment in my life. That I saw the first miracle. That I experienced the first miracle. And that's why I believe in miracles to this day. I've always believed in them. But I got to see it. First hand with Cruz. <sighs> Sorry y'all. <sighs> I got to get through it. But. I remember the nurses, they came in, they jerked the cords out, um, they rushed me back to the operating room, who, who, it was still dirty, they were cleaning it as I was wheeling in, they were asking me what I was allergic to as they were putting me to sleep, they knew they had to get Cruz out in three minutes, they said another minute he would not have made it, um, come to find out the cord was wrapped four times around his neck, they put me out, um, brought him out. He wasn't breathing when he came out. They did CPR on him and brought him back. Um, but I remember laying on that table, and this is very important because I'll never forget, but I remember laying on that table, and I was shaking, and they were getting me prepped. You know, they were getting me prepped to go in there and get him out. I remember shaking and praying, Lord, please save him. Please save him. Like, I don't know what's going on. Nobody will tell me anything, but I know it's something bad. Because I knew what type of path I would go on, I would go back down on, <laughs> if something happened to Cruz. Like, I knew that I would absolutely go off the deep end. You know, because I had found so much joy in being pregnant and becoming a mom. If that would have been taken from me, I know I probably would have went down this really, really dark path. And so I remember just laying on the table. I was praying. I was shaking. <laughs> I was just asking, God, please save him, you know. And I remember waking up from surgery. 
he, um, and I had a picture of him right in front of my face. Oh, and I just remember crying and thanking God. Thank you. Thank you for saving him. Um, he was three pounds, six ounces. He had to be transferred to Huntsville Hospital, which was an hour from, um, Muscle Shoals. And he had to go to the NICU because he was only three pounds and he needed to get bigger. Um, but I remember, you know, I just, I remember seeing him in the little spaceship as he, they were wheeling him away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to see him. Um, Kyle went with Cruz and then, you know, some of my family stayed with me in the hospital, but me being the stubborn person that I am, I checked myself out of that hospital 26 hours after having an emergency C-section, um, to get to Huntsville. I had to walk. I had to do all these things on my doctor's list, but I got them done because I remember like there is nothing more than I wanted than to lay eyes on, on that miracle. And that was a miracle that happened. That was the first time that I'm like, oh, that was, I mean, anybody that was there will tell you. Um, there was actually people in that operating room that will tell you it was a miracle. And that, I'm just telling you, that's how I know in our journey right now, like he provides miracles. He's done brought me through so much in my life. And he's done brought Cruz through so much in his life. And Kyle's has his own testimony, his own testimony, but he's done brought Kyle through so much in his life. Like, I know he's going to bring us through the storm that we're in now, too. So, Cruz went to the NICU. He got stronger. He got bigger. He came home. He, um, he's always been little, and we thought that it was from him being a preemie, but come to find out it is the disease. Um, we found that out during the diagnosis, and then we were blessed with Paisley as another blessing when Cruz was nine months old. Um, neither one of my children were planned, but God has a plan for them. And I'm super, super blessed. I wouldn't change anything about it. Or, I mean, I never knew that I could love the way I love Cruz and Paisley. You know what I mean? And I, literally, it's a mother's fight. You would do anything for them. Even raising $6 million. Like, you will do anything for your children. Um, I remember when they told me it was a $6 million research to cure both of them. I was like, I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know who's going <laughs> to help us. But I just know it's going to be done. It has to be done. I will spend my whole entire life making sure that it's done. And we will continue to work towards it our whole entire life. Um, thankfully, Kyle, I mean, he's our rock. He's the one that keeps us going. He's literally the best daddy and husband you will possibly ever, ever meet. I still want to tell our marriage testimony because that's a testimony in itself. That'll probably come soon. It's just trying to find a time that we don't have kids around and we can actually talk about, you know, things. He, um, that's, that's going to be the kicker. So, I tell you my life. I tell you... That's the high points of my life. There's been a lot of little stuff. I mean, we could literally be here forever. Um, but I tell you the craziness to tell you this. When I found out about my children's diagnosis, I was ready to fight. I was ready to fight. I have my highs. I have my lows. I, I'm like a roller coaster. It's just constant. Like, And it's never going to go away. It's just fighting through each of those moments that we've talked about before in the other podcasts. But... One of the things that I want you to realize, and I want you to look back at your life and your track record in life, you went through things to pre prepare you for something. There's something for you to learn 
from each of your past hurt, your past pain, your past struggles, anything that you've been through is something for you to learn there because it's going to prepare you for something else. It is going to prepare you. If I wouldn't have went through anything in my life, I would have been crushed at the diagnosis. Was I crushed? Absolutely. But I, I knew I was ready to fight too. I had learned to fight a long time ago. I had learned to um, deal with hurt a long time ago. Your past made you strong. Your past taught you lessons. Your past broke you. It healed you. It toughened you. Um, it gave you guidance. My past taught me to never give up. Um, my past showed me fear. A lot of fear. And But do it anyway. You know, I think sometimes in life people think that I'm fearless. Like I've heard that word, you're fearless. You're you know, and we want to we want to say that, but actually the truth is, I have fear. I have a whole lot of fear. I battle fear every single day. My faith is stronger than fear though. But it's feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Like fearing it so bad that it makes you sick to your stomach, but doing it anyway. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, when you fear something but you know it's the right thing to do, what there's a quote that says, sometimes fear um, is the right thing to do. Sometimes doing the right thing and feeling the fear is the exact same thing. You know what I mean? And I, you have to look back at, at your life and your past and realize that wasn't there to break you. That wasn't there to hurt you. That wasn't there to try to destroy you. It was there for, there's something for you to learn. It's there to make you stronger. It is there to make you stronger. Let your past make you better, not bitter. That's one of my favorite quotes. And I share this with you because I told you the story about my real dad. And that's a whole nother story in itself. That's a whole nother probably testimony in itself because he went through a lot in his life. He dealt with a lot. A lot that I never even knew of until he passed away this past uh, February. Um, a lot that I found out about him, you know, um, from notes he read or notes he wrote and stuff like that. You know, I always thought, um, how can a parent just not want to be around their child? Like, how can he just go years without seeing me? How can he just go months without seeing me? How can he never call? You know, some of that probably was to protect me. Uh, some of that was um, some stuff he was dealing with on his own that he, of course, wanted to protect me from. Um, but what led me to this podcast today and sharing the crap that I've been through is this note that I found yesterday when we, me and Kyle were cleaning out the garage. Um, I was going through some Christmas stuff and I found his stocking um, that I had got out of his apartment after he passed away and I put it with our Christmas stuff. And I, I don't know why I even looked in it because I, I really, you wouldn't think anything was in it except I heard a couple of marbles at the bottom and that's what prompted me to look in it. And it's crazy because I found some of the things that I had gotten from his apartment that meant a lot to me or something that I remember from my childhood that when I, when I was with him, um, I took those things with me. And so, but he is random notes that I'd found. And this one, um, I opened it up, I reached in the stock and pulled out the, the little piece of paper and I immediately just started crying because, um, it's exactly what I needed and it's exactly what I was going to talk to on this podcast, but I kept putting it off and putting it off and it was kind of my cue. Hey, you need to just go ahead and record the thing. Um, but I was a note and I have it right here and it said, if you never change the past, you will never change the future. It's all the notes said. 
all the notes said. But it hit me like a ton of bricks. If you never change the past, you will never change the future. To me, I change how I view my my past. I'm not ashamed to talk about my past. I'm not ashamed to talk about the wild times that I went through. I'm not ashamed to talk about um, losing my mom, losing my dad, my dad not being in my life, the the stuff that my grandparents went through. I'm not I'm not ashamed to talk about the pain that I went through. Um, because that molded me for a future. That molded me. Um, you know, when you go through things in your life, it'll either deflate you or it'll propel you. You know, I'm not saying you're not going to be down for a little bit. But it's all about how you view it. It's all about how you you view what's happening to you. Is this a learning experience or is this just poor pitiful me? My life sucks. Everything bad happens to me. I am the victim it all it all depends how you how you view it and i just decided not to be the victim i decided not to be um poor pitiful me i just decided that yes i've been through some crap in my life but guess what it's going to help somebody else get get through some crap in their life and it's going to help people realize like hey when you're going through it it's only temporary it's only temporary look at see what you can learn from it and that's just going to help propel you to whatever your dreams goals ambitions um Anything, any goals you have for your family, anything financial, any type of success, anything that you want. You cannot dwell on your past, but you got to be thankful for your past. You got to appreciate your past because if I wouldn't have had the past that I, that I had and went through the pain that I went through and had to overcome the things that I had to overcome, there is no way we would be able to raise $6 million for our children. There's just no way. And I'm just thankful for it. Um, it hurts. It made me tough. It made me bitter at times. It really did. It made me bitter. It made me sad. It made me have some hate in my heart. But I also worked through that. I worked through that so much that I could, I'm now in more control of my feelings. I'm more in control of how I feel. I'm more in control of how I think. Um, I'm more in control of like a positive mindset. I'm more in control of and I can see other people. I can see what kind of phase they're in. I'm trying to learn that too, you know, so I can try to help people through it. But I'm, I would be lying if I said that I'm there because I'm not there. Um, I'm a work in progress every single day. Every single day because I may wake up tomorrow and be in that little funk. That funk where I don't really want to talk to nobody. I just want to be sad. I want to lay in my bed. But the important thing is, is don't stay there. Don't stay there. I cry. I get it out. I feel sorry for myself for a minute and I'm done. I am done. I don't play the victim long. I'm not going to dwell. I'm not going to be sad. I'm not going to carry around my feelings. I'm not going to carry around my burdens. I'm going to hand them over and have faith that everything is going to work out exactly how it should. And I'm going to trust the process and I'm going to trust the journey that God has put me on. So I wanted to share that with you. I hope it added a little bit of inspiration to your day. I hope it helped you if you're going through anything or maybe you've went some through some things in your past and you don't really know how to emotionally get through it. Um, maybe it helped you a little bit. I sure hope so. Um, if not, it's good for me to get it out too. So um, I just wanted to tell y'all thank you for listening to these podcasts. We've had a couple hundred views or plays or whatever it's called. And so I just appreciate that. And if you could screenshot it, share it, um, you can post it, put it in your story, tag me. Um, I, I always reply on Messenger uh, to anything. So if you could just share this for me um, and I will continue to 
put one out every Monday for as long as I can if I'm able. So I will talk to y'all soon and thank you so much for listening.